All right, everybody. Day three is all done. Yep. In the books mm -hmm. it is. And quite the day today has been, is yes. it not? We wandered all day long, and we I think we eclipsed 10,000 steps while walking. Yeah. So today's going to be, today and probably tomorrow's daily diary is all about being a tourist. Mm -hmm. Not much by way of gaming. So just FYI, thought I would preface on that. So the day started out, we slept in a bit, which by apparently Dutch standards is still getting up early. Apparently, yes. Uh, no, we were up, I don't know, about seven yeah. or so. Uh, then went upstairs and Nora had already left for work. Joris was hanging out in the kitchen. I made some green tea. I'm sorry, no, I made Earl Grey tea. Mm -hmm. uh, just a pot, you know, loose leaf, gray, mm -hmm. Earl Grey, and you and I started working in the kitchen. If you saw Splatter's update on their Facebook mm -hmm. uh, a couple days ago, whatever it was, a picture of Amanda and I working at the kitchen table, That's, that, was, that was today as well. Yes, it was. We did the exact same thing. <laughs> so I edited the pod blast from the night before, got that all uploaded and everything, and while I was doing that, you were working on just more SN stuff. Like yeah, making more lists SN lists and, and yeah. yeah, getting all the uh, auction winner stuff together mm -hmm. and all of that and getting those kind of dialed in and ready for, well, ready for... Tomorrow. Yeah. And well, yeah. Wednesday. Well, day, yeah, Wednesday, right. And then after that, uh, we decided, all right, this is done. It's time to go to breakfast. Mm -hmm. And so it was so delicious yesterday we went back this morning it was so nice we did it twice Absolutely. so we went to Rolls again mm -hmm. and seriously people if you're ever in Leiden I'm not saying it's the best place in Leiden to have we, breakfast because we don't know but it's the best place we've been to we'll and that way. it's awfully good oh it's so good it's really good so it's this little tiny little cafe they make all their own stuff I had the French toast with baked bananas, bacon, and maple syrup, which was smack your mama good. Just really good. And I had a huge bowl of Greek yogurt with, it had um, all kinds of seeds, pumpkin seeds, sunflower seeds. It had mixed nuts. It had homemade granola. It had fruit. Ugh. And it was chock full of everything, it but granola or everything but yogurt. Yeah, it seemed. It was so full. I had to eat a little bit of it before I could actually stir it all up. It was so good, though. And it looked so good that we decided, you know what, we're gonna come back here tomorrow. Yeah. So we will have gone to Rose every morning that we've been enlightened. But, well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, exactly. right? Exactly. Really, really good. Uh, really good food, but also. Um, I had some mint tea, which apparently is just a standard way to have mint tea here in Europe, or at least in this part of Europe. Um, it's just a bunch of mint leaves and stirred up with a little honey mm -hmm. steeped in water. Yeah. And I decided, you know what, I'm going to try that. And <laughs> wow, that was good. I understand why, why it's popular All for right. sure. Well, good. And I had another caramel macchiato, which... The, the thing that I'm finding that I, I really like, at least in the Netherlands, is when they serve you coffee, they not only serve you a cookie, but they serve it at drinkable temperature immediately, which I'm a huge fan of because there's nothing worse than having 
a delicious cup of coffee in front of you and you can't drink it yet because it's blazing hot. Right. Yeah, that's actually a really fair point. So after a leisurely breakfast, mm -hmm. we decided to go wandering for, for a while and uh, just wandered down various alleys and roads. When we say alleys, these are like very old cobblestone streets that have little store shops on it or little bars or so it's not like some dark alley yeah. like it would be here you know back in the states yeah. or whatever yeah it's not it, it's not the the connotation you get or at least i get with alley is you know a scary crazy place but it's they're small just, street yeah it's just literally a small street so after wandering around a while we ended up way further west than we've ever been we know this because we started seeing modern buildings, mm -hmm. uh, glass and steel and all this, as opposed to the brick type yep. uh, architecture and everything. And so we were like, whoa. So we broke out Google Maps for the first time and looked up and we're like, oh, hey, the Windmill Museum is just over here. So, you know, less than uh, it, things are measured. The mm. city center in Leiden is small enough to where. Uh, when you're far away, it's measured in like a third of a mile or half mm -hmm. a mile or whatever. Whereas a lot of times it's measured in feet. Right. And so we were like, oh, it's right over here. So we walked over to the uh, windmill museum, which it's a giant windmill. Well, it, it's giant at least when you get up to it. Mm -hmm. Got a bunch of pictures of it, but unfortunately found out that it was closed for renovation. If that, not the windmill, the area around the windmill. Yeah, and so it made it impossible, at least the week, as far as we could tell, to get inside. So we scrapped that idea and kept on walking. And this time we went over to the, we don't know if it's the University of Leiden or what it is, but it is a huge museum. And currently they're showing Egyptian, Roman, and Greek and Etruscan, and, and basically a lot of ancient yes. history. Hey, uh, it's, it's an archaeological museum. It's one. It was so awesome to and, see all everything. And apparently, it has one of the greatest ancient Egypt displays, or uh, what do you call it? The uh, exhibit exhibits in the world. And we were like, "Well, we'd be foolish not to go here, right?" I for sure am a huge ancient egypt nut and he is a huge roman ancient history. rome yes yeah. uh big fan of ancient rome which i'm sure y'all listening know that mm -hmm. so we went all over and we started on the ground floor which was mostly egyptian mm -hmm. and let me tell you how surreal that was. And a lot of this stuff was not behind glass. Yeah, it was you could not, touch it. It was insane. It was to be to be able to just feel and and be that close to truly ancient history. And you're talking anywhere between 2,500 years old to 4,500, yeah. even 5,000 years old. Which is just mine, like my brain doesn't really comprehend what that means. And it's so old. And some of the, some of the colors on the tablets mm -hmm. or on the sculptures or all that were still intact. And it was just, it was really amazing to see. They had mummies, they had sarcophagi. Mm -hmm. um, they had uh, pieces of art that were inside tombs and they had walls and and just 
it's just like a tablets, whole, yeah, all this like stuff. a whole tablet or slab of just, you know, just carved drawings and carved art. It was just and incredible. Hieroglyphics mm -hmm. and all this stuff. Now we understand also that maybe some of this was procured or whatever through maybe not the best conditions right maybe it was stolen way back in the day but whatever we're, we're just appreciating the art we got mm -hmm. to see it um so that was mostly on the ground floor and seeing the mummies and seeing the animal mummies was pretty mm -hmm. interesting uh we took a ton of pictures then uh went upstairs and then it was ancient greece and rome and rome and you got to see a bunch of pottery from Greece and the coins. Oh, that was incredible. The, just the quality of the coin, like a lot of times, so Banker Dave, one of the guys in our group, he has a pretty extensive coin collection mm -hmm. and he has shown us some ancient Roman coins and all this and a lot of them are really worn down because, I mean, they're thousands of years right, old, right? what you would expect. And a couple of the ones they had at the museum were as if they were minted yesterday. Mm -hmm. Just impeccable. And you could still clearly make out all of the carving in it. And it was still, you know, a perfectly round circle. And just in, you you would think you could just pull it out of there and go spend it. It was crazy. Yeah, it was it was really, really impressive. So went around the Greeks, uh, went around the Etruscans, went around uh, a whole bunch of stuff. Then we got to the ancient Rome. And they had a couple of carvings of, and when I say life-size, they're probably larger than mm -hmm. life. Um, they had an amazing full-body display of Trajan, mm -hmm. the Roman, one of, if not one of the greatest uh, Roman emperor slash generals of all time. And it was... The detail was amazing. Yeah. The uh, they had other emperors there. It it just it was, it was really really cool. To it see. was. It was just amazing. And it was it was a little surprising to see that Julius Caesar was not uh, front and center because no. obviously you know he is one of the if not the biggest storylines I guess of ancient yeah, Rome. Yeah, but there was or, um, and there was no mention of Cleopatra at all in the e Egyptian area. And the the two there were two busts of Julius Caesar. One was so mangled you could ter barely tell it was even him, and then the other one was was pretty pretty well preserved. Yep, there was no Octavian or Augustus or anything like that. But I think one of the coolest uh, exhibit or pieces of the exhibit was a scale model mm -hmm. of an entire villa or house from Pompeii. Mm -hmm. uh, what it looked like before Vesuvius. Right. It was a, about a full city block. It showed the courtyards. It just, I was like, this is a palatial estate. Yes. Uh, very, very impressive. They had a lot of jewelry from ancient Rome. They just, um, also one of the cooler aspects that I saw, or that we saw, I guess, were the headstones or grave markers of various uh, just random people mm -hmm. of Rome. One was a officer in the Roman army that his slave had passed away at the age of 20 mm -hmm. and apparently 
was a very well-respected slave because he gave him a gravestone yeah, a huge or a grave one, marker. A really, really nice one. And then there was one for a man that won like eight gladiatorial battles or something? No, it was, it was his widow's. Um, it was his widow's grave marker or gravestone, and it had talked about her husband being a gladiator who had won 48 battles. Which is just like, whoa, you're a bad man. Yeah, that was very, very cool to see. So then they had a bunch of uh, just weapons from mm -hmm. the Middle Ages through there. Yeah, there was, there was one dagger that was from like 4,500 BC or something. Mm -hmm. It was so old. It was just incredible. And I think the last really impressive thing, uh, at least to me, was they had a shocking amount of preserved papyrus, mm -hmm. writings on papyrus that was salvaged, obviously, from 2,500, 3,000 years ago that I would have never expected to have survived both in the quality that it was as well as just the fact that it survived for that long yeah um and that was just i mean of course you know there's spots on them there's stains there's rips and stuff but overall for it being four thousand five thousand years old it looks pretty good yeah really uh really cool so that was that was probably the highlight uh, the planned highlight mm -hmm. of the day so after we left the museum, we decided to go hunting for the stationery <laughs> store that we had walked by on Saturday night so Amanda could go and check out uh, what are the uh, types of, of uh, journals or books. They're like terms is I think how you say it. And it was just journal heaven in there. It was They had a whole wall of all different kinds of sizes and colors and and the 100 year anniversary edition of their of the notebooks are the 1917s yes, right there are um a, there's a silver one a gold one and a copper one and i had wanted that as soon as i saw it last year when they announced them and finally got me one and found a, a book that is it's called some lines a day you it's just there's each day has its own page and you are to write a little blurb about the day for like five years and I thought that would be very interesting to try to do so I promised that I would do it and so I'm gonna all right so and I got one uh just for a notebook I have a really 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 bad habit of if it is a scrap piece of paper that's how I keep all my notes yes. and my notes for anything in life whether it's show related or not and I have stacks of yeah. them on my on my desk. I made him a binder and I hole punched all of his little notes. And so they're all in there, which is just ridiculous. So I got him a, a Leuchterm a couple years ago that he refuses to use because it's too nice and he doesn't want to use it. Well, it's too nice for just like scrap notes. So, which is what it's for. So I have finally gotten over that and I've started using that. And so got a second one for when this one fills up and... All right, fine. All right. <laughs> I win. So uh, I was very excited that we actually were able to was able to find this store. Mm -hmm. um, so then, after spending way too long in there, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Whatever. I'm kidding, uh, we just wandered around, and we wanted to go head towards uh, this this cafe, but also I think it's a real restaurant that just has a kind of a cafe in it. Mm -hmm. It's called Alice's. And it's underneath one of the main, or it's underneath the main 
bridge for the canal where the two rivers join into one. And it's literally in a, you know, Middle Ages, yeah. just underneath the, the bridge for the canal. So we went down there, had a couple cups of coffee, or you did, I had a couple cups of tea, really enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was, the ambiance was a little strange because it's like you're in a Middle Ages, like, tavern, but they're playing, like, English American music, like they're blasting, you know, Oasis Jason Mraz, and, and right, yeah. it was that was a little weird, but it was it was almost it was almost like um, they tried to make it almost an American feeling bar, or at least what they think would be an American feeling bar for the Dutch to enjoy. That's definitely the vibe I got as well. And but it wasn't an American bar. Mm -mm. So that uh, yeah, it was it was it was a bit strange, but it was cool to experience. Yeah. Uh then we went walking around with the plan to go to the castle that was built in the twelfth century to uh just not an inhabited castle, but it was basically just an area of one big circular it's like wall, a fortification type right, thing. On a on a mound to be able to um prevent raiding from the Vikings. Mm -hmm. However, while we were walking down just a random street, <laughs> I happened to look over to our left, and there are these entrances to courtyards and little alleyways that all have some sort of plaque or whatever on who it's dedicated mm -hmm. to or who lived here back in the day or whatever. And I just so happened to look over to the left, and there was a fairly substantial sized plaque above this brick um, awning Ar yeah, kind arch of. type thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We go over and we read it, and I was like, holy shit. Mm -hmm. The head of the pilgrims that came over in the Mayflower, this is where he lived. Yes, that was bizarre and awesome. And like, just... Just a nondescript archway just hanging out right yeah, here. And I just happened to look over at the right time. So we took a couple pictures of that. And it was really surreal in that it, here is this brick archway uh, leading down this little walkway or alley. And there's just dumpsters yeah, hanging out behind cans. it. Just, yeah. And, I mean, obviously being an American and mm -hmm. this being the the leader of the pilgrims that, mm -hmm. for the Mayflower, that's, that's significant history yeah, it for is. us right it there. Is. And wow. Yeah. Um, okay. Just, yeah, we were really, really taken aback by that in a, in a, a good way. And just how matter of factly, it was just, yeah, there. just bizarre. It's just there. Like, like nothing else. Just yeah. there. What? <laughs> So then we headed over to the castle, uh, walked up the mound, the artificial mound that was originally man-made, I think. In, in 600. Yeah. It just 600 or 900. No, it was 600. It was I 600, remember specifically, yeah. 600 AD. Yeah. Like, I, wow. So walked up there, and then there's kind of a rampart up above it that you can walk around, and it's just one big circle, uh, circle uh, fortification. And it had, you can see all the churches, the three main churches there in Leiden, and then the orphanage and all this stuff. So we took a bunch of pictures up there. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a well that's in the middle of it that apparently you used to be able to fish yeah. down, uh, as well as there were secret passages in it. 
just real cool history that we took pictures of. So then after that, just wandered and tried to figure out where to go for dinner. Which was a lot harder than it should have been, but we finally wound up at City Hall, which is City Hall. And uh, we went inside and, and got, you know, all settled and everything and had the best waitress. Her name was Vivian. She's half Dutch, half Indonesian. So that was an interesting combination. Her name is Vivian. And we... Italian food. Should mention that it's an Italian yeah, restaurant. Yeah, in Leiden. But it was, it was incredible. We had appetizers and we had dinner and then we had dessert and then we had coffee and tea. And it just was... A very relaxed, very delicious meal. And you had the uh, mushroom risotto. Which was, oh my gosh, so that, good. That was way good. I was going to get the uh, special tortellini with uh, cheese and spinach, but they sold out of that. So I had to settle mm -hmm. for pizza, mm -hmm. which this was this was fantastic. It, it was, was so a, good, uh, too. A spicy salami, um, arugula, and cured black olives. Delicious. Mm -hmm. uh, but your risotto was... Uh, it, that was definitely the star of the table for yeah, dinner, but yeah. yeah, but the pizza was good as well. But then we had a couple desserts, but whatever, doesn't matter. Here, here was the uh, <laughs> the outside of the risotto, the star of the meal, and anybody who's Dutch is going to laugh at this. I understand, but uh, we had coffee and tea. You had a what, a espresso? Uh, just a cappuccino. Okay, cappuccino, and I had a. Uh, I just had some some. Uh, English breakfast, uh, I'm sorry, Earl Grey, mm -hmm. uh, hot tea. Well, one of the things that's, I guess, a Dutch thing is they always bring a cookie uh, with your drink, mm -hmm. whether it's coffee or tea. And they had these, the best cookie I think I've ever had in my life. Uh, I dipped it in my tea, had it, it was gingerbread-esque. Yeah, but not quite gingerbread. And... So our waitress came back, and I was like, the, she was like, how did you enjoy dessert? And I was like, the desserts were fine, whatever. I said, but oh my God, these cookies, what are they? <laughs> and she just started busting up laughing. And how do you pronounce them? Speculas. Yeah. And these are very Dutch cookies, I guess, and absolutely to die for. So now we, when we go home, I will be trying my hand over the holidays to make some speculas. And the best part, though, was we talked about how good they were and how we really wanted, you know, to make some when we got home and everything. And she said that you could buy, you know, little spice packs to take home with you to make it. And then she comes back with four cookies for each of us in a Ziploc bag. She hand wrote what kind of cookies they were, how to spell it, obviously, and then gave us a couple of tips on which ones to buy, what brand to buy if we ever came back. And just, it was just so sweet. Yeah, that was that was a really nice touch. So after that, uh, we headed back out. Um, that was the only time it rained was when we were walking back to the house. Yep, uh, went outside. It, it wasn't even a hard rain. It was just a very light mist mm -hmm. almost, just enough to make the, uh, the cobblestones wet or whatever. And... Everything in the city center here is completely walkable. Um, ended up back at the house after that. Uh, did a quick load of laundry. Mm -hmm. You took a shower. Mm -hmm. And we hung out with Yoris and Nora uh, around the dinner table. Just they were having wine. We had tea. And just catching up on our day. And just being friends. Yeah. You know? Just, just chatting. It was very lovely. Yep. 
It was a, a wonderful day for sure. And before we called it a night, um, basically we had plans with Mira to wake up tomorrow to go to Ross again <laughs> uh, because it, it's so nice. We're doing it thrice, thrice. apparently. Uh, and then from there, we, we she is driving us down to Essen. We go to our condo. And then we have the hockey game with Uli and Clay and, and Carmen. Carmen and Christopher. This is going to be so much fun. And yeah, so that's uh, that's where we're at, y'all. So the one truly tourism-only day was today and uh, did not disappoint. No, it didn't. It was mm. so much fun. Yeah, definitely enjoyed it, y'all. So... Yeah, Leiden, a, a city that we never would have cared about or had any interest in had Joris and Nora not lived here. Mm -hmm. And come to find out that it was such a wonderful, um, smaller city that we felt no need to go to The Hague or Amsterdam no, or Rotterdam. No, because that was the original plan was on our sightseeing day was to go somewhere else, but we just... There, we felt zero need to leave Leiden. Right. So you could go, uh, oh, you know, and there's one other thing that totally forgot to mention that I feel like we should. Um, so there is a building here that used to be the county jail that was owned by the count. Mm -hmm. And it had a courtyard that is still outlined of where it was that they used to do public executions mm -hmm. uh, for. But across the street is a the Latin school where Rembrandt studied. Mm -hmm. Which and the history is just mind-boggling I mean, here. I yeah, mean, seriously, like, seriously, Rembrandt. And then we came across a uh, I think it's Peterskirk uh, Church that uh, is where Rembrandt's parents were mm -hmm. were buried. Mm -hmm. And just it's it's fascinating how you can follow. The artist, you can follow the scholars, you can follow all these different things within this one little, I, and I don't mean this in a derogatory way, but a nondescript city. Like, this is not, you Yeah, know. and like yours was saying last night, any middle-ish size city like Leiden around, in, Europe. around Europe is going to have this type of history, which right. I just, as an American, I guess, is my, I just can't fathom. Yeah, this. so needless to say, we're looking forward to coming back. We're looking forward to exploring more European history wherever we go. Um, obviously, not so much in Essen because, well, uh, game on once yeah. we get there. Uh, then it becomes a very much a working mm -hmm. vacation uh, in the best way possible, yes. right? I mean, it's, it's for the show, meeting fans, meeting listeners, meeting viewers, and networking and picking up games and... Everything that Essen is and, and Spiel. So, uh, yeah, could not be happier. Could not have had a better time here in Leiden, whether it's the Dutch game day, whether it's hanging out with yours and Jeroen, or just exploring the city. Um, couldn't have gone better. Truly. No, it really couldn't have. It was so, so fun. So, yeah. So, thanks for indulging us today, y'all. Uh, the feedback that we've been getting on these has been really positive. Folks really have been enjoying kind of living vicariously through right. us and i'm glad that we've been able to provide our insights or our experiences I yeah guess, and our thoughts and stuff yeah so thanks for joining us for all of this mm -hmm. and yeah when we next talk it'll be from the condo in essen yes it will
All right. So we'll catch you all later. See you all tomorrow. Bye. Bye.